Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Hi, this is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article, Why Listen to Your Body and Do What Works for You Rarely Work, and What to Do Instead. Four Strategies to Turn Cliched Advice into Useful Self-Knowledge, by John Berardi, PhD. Clichés like listen to your body and do what works for you sound like good advice, but they're not actually that helpful unless you know how to use them. And since most people don't, JB is sharing these four important strategies today. With them, you'll learn to build the self-knowledge you need to more easily reach your health and fitness goals. Here's what JB has to tell us. Not everyone's body is the same, nor are our goals, or our lives, or our idea of what health is, nor should they be. While we may have many commonalities, each human being is a little bit different, and fitness and nutrition advice should account for those unique differences. That's why, on the one hand, it's reassuring to hear messages like, listen to your body, do what works for you, be mindful, eat intuitively, follow your hunger cues. Generally, these messages are a nice antidote to the other more prescriptive things we hear from the health and fitness types, like the eat this, not that stuff. However, while they sound nice, they're not actually that effective. On their own, these pieces of quote-unquote advice amount to cliches that feel nagging and lack any kind of real direction. Here's what I know from observing nearly 100,000 clients who have gone through our Precision Nutrition Coaching Program. Unless you provide a detailed framework to help people learn how to listen to their bodies and do what works for them, this advice does more harm than good. So why is that? While most folks lost touch with their body signals a long time ago, after years or even decades of dieting, hunger and fullness cues have long since been overruled by strict calorie rations and drowned out by the highs and lows of emotion-driven binges. They don't know what works for them or how to begin to figure that out. They feel confused, overwhelmed, hurt, and angry. They feel lost. So tossing them a flashlight and some general instructions about doing what works tends to backfire. I'll never figure out how to be fit again. What's the point in trying? What people need instead is a detailed blueprint to help tune in to their body's signals and discover what works for them. So in today's article, I'll explain the framework we use at Precision Nutrition to help our clients learn, or relearn, how to listen to their bodies and develop a deep understanding of which nutrition and exercise strategies work for them. Plus, I'll walk you through the specific strategies we use with our clients so you can use them for yourself, or if you're a coach, with your clients as well. But first, some background. Body awareness is crucial to improve nutrition and exercise habits. Being deeply aware of your body and able to understand things like your hunger cues, how your emotions drive your movement and eating decisions, 
and how stress manifests in your body is highly valuable. In fact, it's one of the differences between people who struggle with diet and exercise their entire life and people who develop a healthy relationship with their bodies, food, and fitness. The successful folks have built the skills through practice that allow them to be mindful, pay attention to their emotions, and tune into their body's signals. Fortunately, the skill of accumulating self-knowledge, what we might call listening to your body and learning what works for you, is just that, a skill. And, like other skills, it can be developed with a series of strategies and practices. So here then are four strategies to learn how to listen to your body and build your self-knowledge superpowers. Now, one thing that's important to remember, like any other skill building, this stuff takes time. And for some, self-knowledge can be a particularly challenging undertaking. As Benjamin Franklin said, there are three things extremely hard, steel, a diamond, and to know oneself. That's why this type of skill development is most effective when done with a coach. A coach, after all, can provide you with a solid step-by-step plan or curriculum that'll help you build these skills. Much like a music or a language teacher has a preset plan for helping you develop music or conversation skills. Even more importantly, a good coach can provide objective feedback and help you identify your blind spots. We're all human beings, after all, and it's normal to fool ourselves. In fact, it's extremely difficult not to. But there's a lot you can do on your own as well. So here are the skills we help precision nutrition coaching clients develop and also teach to our certification students so that they can use them with their own clients. Let's get into it with strategy number one, food and feelings assessments. Here's the concept. Assessments, or worksheets, diaries, journals, can be used to help you objectively observe and evaluate your eating and exercise choices and how those choices make you feel. An assessment allows you to capture information so you have an actual record of what's going on. In other words, it allows you to collect data for you, or your coach, to interpret and make sense of. And this is a good first step towards accumulating self-knowledge because it helps you get the facts rather than just by going by general feelings or concerns. So how to implement this strategy? Well, these assessments are most effective when they're used from the very beginning of a nutrition plan or coaching program you're using to improve your eating habits and work towards body composition or health goals. Now you might be wondering, well, like what? (laughs) So here are some sample assessment tools. The first, eating behaviors journal. By tracking what you eat and what you're thinking when you eat it, You may uncover reasons for eating, and the resulting feelings as well, that have nothing to do with hunger and fullness. So the idea here is to observe and record, without judgment, to learn about your own motives. Over time, you may discover patterns that you want to break. We have a link to download the Eating Behaviors Journal template online in today's article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash listen dash to dash your dash body. Alright, our second option, the Behavior Awareness Worksheet. You'd use this assessment to understand emotional eating or binging episodes. Research shows that while our behaviors may seem spur of the moment, when it comes to overeating, the groundwork is laid several hours in advance by our daily rituals, habits, mindset, and automatic thinking. Overeating is simply the last link in a long chain. If you can break the first link, however, you have a much better chance of never getting to the last link. So this exercise will help you build an awareness of what your overeating episodes have in common. Maybe it's a time of day, or a situation, or a type of food, or another person, or being alone, or a feeling, or all of these things. 
We have a link to download the Behavior Awareness Worksheet online in today's article as well. All right, our third, How Food Feels Journal. Use this exercise to get a better sense of how your body reacts to certain foods. Tracking physical sensations, especially unpleasant ones, can help you uncover trigger foods and even sensitivities or intolerances that are getting in the way of your health goals. We have a link to download the How Food Feels Journal online in today's article. Okay, moving on to our last one, the Hunger Game Worksheet. This worksheet helps you get in the habit of finding and tuning into hunger and fullness cues. Through this exercise, you develop the ability to understand real, i.e. physical, hunger cues, eat only when you're truly hungry, stop eating when you're 80% full, notice your thoughts and emotions around eating times, and distinguish need to eat from want to eat or should eat. We have a link to download the Hunger Game Worksheet online in today's article at precisionnutrition.com forward slash listen dash to dash your dash body. All right, let's move on to strategy number two, awareness building practices. Here's the concept. These are regular activities, and you might also call them practices or habits, that can help you develop the skill of tuning into and understanding your body's signals. With all areas of health and fitness, the ability to focus and tune into your own body is incredibly useful, and it's particularly important for people who want to improve their eating habits. Many of us have lost the ability to be present and aware while we eat, and have long since stopped paying attention to our own hunger and fullness cues. Fortunately, being aware and present, what you might also call mindfulness, is a skill like any other. It can be developed with practice. So here's how to implement this strategy. You'll want to use these practices daily, ideally after you've completed an assessment or two, to give yourself a baseline. Commit to using a given practice every day for two to four weeks. After that, you can fall back on the practice anytime you notice yourself feeling disconnected from your body. And here's an important note. The point is not to aim for perfection here. All you have to do is practice daily, and the skill will build on itself naturally. You'll be amazed. All right, so let's talk about these sample practices. You want to try these three practices from Precision Nutrition Coaching to help you learn how to better listen to your body. Again, this should feel easy. If a practice is too challenging, make it simpler. For example, instead of a five-minute body scan, try for two or three minutes at first. And please, don't tackle all three practices at once. It's best to focus on one at a time. All right, practice number one, eat slowly. At each meal today, take a few extra minutes to simply pause. Put your utensils down after each bite, take a breath, and when you take a bite, notice and enjoy the taste and texture of the food. Take another breath or a sip of water. Relax. Wait a few more moments. If you still feel hungry, take another bite. And then repeat. That's it. If you're struggling to slow down, try a timer. And when you're done eating, see how many minutes have gone by. Now you have a baseline for improvement. Cool, right? And if you add only one minute of mealtime per day, by the end of two weeks, you'll have slowed the pace of your eating by nearly 15 minutes. Give it a shot. All right, practice number two, eat to 80% full. You probably know what stuffed feels like. <laughs> That's the post-holiday meal feeling where you have to loosen your belt and breathe in little huffs after your fourth helping of dessert. Let's call that 150% full, way beyond capacity. You might know what really hungry feels like as well. So let's call that 0% full. Somewhere in between is 80% full. 
80% full is when you're just satisfied, no longer hungry, or just a teeny tiny bit hungry, which passes after a few minutes, but not full and definitely not stuffed. So at each meal, try to find that 80% point on the spectrum. That first practice eating slowly really comes in handy here. Now you won't know what 80% full feels like right away, but you don't have to get this perfect or do any complicated math. Just eat a little bit slower and a little bit less at each meal until you recognize and can reliably target that 80% mark. All right, that was practice number two. Now let's move on to practice number three, a mind-body scan. So you might be wondering, what's a mind-body scan? (laughs) Well, it sounds like something that aliens might invent along with probing your backside. A mind-body scan is quite simple. Here's how it works. Step one, find a quiet place. Every day, take five minutes and find a quiet place without interruptions. This could be just before bed or just after waking up. You could be in your office. You could be sitting on a bench after your workout, sitting in your parked car, walking, doing yoga, stretching, or foam rolling. You get the idea. You know, even the bathroom would do. All you need is five minutes of quiet, distraction-free time. Step two, notice physical sensations. Start at the top of your head and go all the way down to your toes, piece by piece. See what you notice yourself feeling physically. What are you feeling in your eyes, your ears, your nose? Are you clenching your jaw? Are your facial muscles tight or loose? How are you holding your head? Is it straight, pushed forward like a turtle, tilted to one side like a curious dog? Is your chest tight or open? How are you breathing? Deeply? Shallowly? Where are your shoulders? Up around your ears? Hunched forward? Hanging loosely? Is one higher than the other? Do you feel a breeze on your face? Is it warm or cool in the room? Are you sweating, shivering? Are you wearing a scratchy sweater? Can you feel the label in your shirt? You get the idea. Work your way down to your toenails with a step-by-step scan. And don't judge or rush to change anything. Just observe like a scientist. Then write down your observations if you like. Over two weeks, you may notice patterns. Now, step three, notice emotions and thoughts. Once you've done your body scan, do the same thing for your emotions and thoughts. Again, don't judge or try to make sense of it. Just observe and document if you like. And step four, ask yourself the following three questions. Right now, what am I feeling physically? Right now, what am I feeling emotionally? And right now, what am I thinking? It's okay if you can't put words to everything you're feeling and experiencing. Just observe. That's all. Again, with these three practices we just mentioned, the eat slowly, eat to 80% full, and the mind-body scan, you don't have to do all three at the same time. Rather, choose one to work on for the next few weeks and put in the reps. Then you can move on to the next. All right, that was our second strategy. Now let's move on to strategy number three, daily observations. Here's the concept. As you continue to work on building awareness, take a couple minutes each day to record your observations. This helps to turn your experiences into feedback about your body, health, and life that you can build on. This doesn't have to be time-consuming and arduous. Just practice becoming more aware of what you're learning and make a point of recording it. So here's how to implement this strategy. You'll want to use the strategy daily, accompanying the awareness-building practices we've just been talking about. By the way, in Precision Nutrition Coaching, these types of questions come at the end of daily lessons, so you can reflect on what you've learned. 
This practice of questioning works best as part of a coaching curriculum, but it's still worth trying on your own. Okay, so here are some sample questions. You'll want to use these as a starting point. When doing your assessments and daily practices, you might think of questions to add or get rid of depending on which topics are most resonant to you. For example, when practicing eating slowly, you might consider, what did you notice about that meal? Were you able to eat slowly? And do you feel good about your food choices? When practicing eating to 80% full, you might consider, aside from physical hunger, what makes you feel uncomfortable about eating to 80% full? When practicing a mind-body scan, you might consider, what did you notice yourself feeling physically? What did you notice yourself feeling emotionally? And what did you notice yourself thinking? As you continue the mind-body scan practice, you might also make notes about the following. What are you learning about yourself as you practice the mind-body scan? Are you starting to see any interesting patterns or tendencies? Links between emotional feelings and physical feelings? Where are your emotions located in your body? Are you noticing any links between feelings, physical or emotional, and thoughts or behaviors? Are you noticing any triggers? All right, so that was our third strategy on daily observations. Now let's look at our last strategy, number four, reflective journaling. The concept here is to use specific Socratic, i.e. critical thinking type questions as a launchpad for reflective writing, an exercise that helps you build and solidify your physical and emotional self-awareness. This type of practice may get you thinking about things like your eating and exercise choices and habits, what is working or not working for you, and physical changes, weight loss or gain, strength, size, speed, endurance, and so forth. In Precision Nutrition Coaching, we ask clients Socratic questions every few weeks, inviting them to reflect and write down their answers. Through this exercise, they figure out how to apply what they learn through assessments and practices and to make progress towards their goals. And yes, you can do the same. And hey, coaches, this is something you can offer your clients too. All right, so how do we implement this strategy? Well, to use reflective journaling, you want to do it about once a month. And if you're not working with a coach or some sort of specific curriculum, try creating a monthly reminder on your calendar so you don't forget. The following are examples of Socratic questions that are likely to help you accumulate and solidify your awareness and self-knowledge and make progress toward a specific goal. So questions to ask yourself after you've been working on your goal for several weeks are, what have you put the most effort into over the past few weeks? What are you most proud of from the past few weeks? What healthy action will you take as a high five to yourself for the hard work you've done? What basic habits would you like to revisit and or do better? And what's the next meaningful action you can do right away to start down that path of doing things a little bit better? Next, here are some questions to help yourself when you're a little further along your plan or journey. Actually learning what works for you and tuning into your body's needs and cues is an ongoing practice. And one of the most important success factors is actual consistency Hey, continuing on. So to help you keep going and learn along the way, try answering these questions. Look ahead. Thinking ahead to the next few weeks, what are you most looking forward to? Knowing your goals and what you're working on or working toward, what superpowers do you have that'll make progress more likely? Knowing what's coming up in the next few weeks, what things are likely to stand in your way? And how can you prepare right now to make sure those things don't prevent progress? And here are some questions you could ask when you feel like you're getting stuck. What do you feel like you've done wrong or screwed up or failed at over the last few weeks? Why haven't you achieved your goals already? What's blocking you? 
What do these mistakes tell you, either about yourself or what you might need in order to be successful? And if you were going to be your own coach, what would you suggest to yourself? In the end, remember, while journaling and responding to thought questions is an interesting activity on its own, the goal of these activities is really twofold. First, to gather data about yourself you're unlikely to discover any other way. And second, to use deliberate practice to build the skill of paying attention or listening to your body. All right, so those are our four strategies. What to do next? Well, here's some tips from us at Precision Nutrition. Number one, consider what listening to your body means to you. If you're trying to listen to your body or figure out what works for you or follow some similar advice, take a second and think about why. What are you hoping to achieve? Is there a specific goal you want to reach, such as a healthier relationship with food or better stress reduction habits? And why is this important to you? Any journey is most successful when grounded in real meaning and purpose. Number two, pick one of the four strategies we've been talking about today. Then give one of the practices a shot. Approach the process with curiosity as much as you can. Try not to judge yourself or the practice too much. See how it goes. Make observations. And hey, coaches, feel free to share these with your clients. Number three, build your owner's manual. Try out the owner's manual concept on yourself. In other words, make it an ongoing practice to collect information about yourself. Write down what you learn. Think of the owner's manual as an ongoing, evolving thing that allows you to continue to change, grow, and get to know yourself better. And you can start right now. What do you already know about yourself? What can you already put into your owner's manual? Number four, find your support system. This stuff does get easier with the help of someone else, whether that's a coach, a trainer, a therapist, a mentor, even an awareness partner like a spouse or friend. They can help you overcome your own blind spots and stay strong through the challenging work of getting to know yourself better. And if you don't have anyone on hand, why not ask us? That's what we're here for. All right, this has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition reading today's article, Why Listen to Your Body and Do What Works For You Rarely Work, and What to Do Instead. Four Strategies to Turn Cliched Advice into Useful Self-Knowledge by John Berardi, PhD. You can read the article online yourself and download the various practice worksheets at precisionnutrition.com forward slash listen dash to dash your dash body. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.